Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Man, it's great to be back with you folks. We're so excited today and uh, we get to hear from God. We're no longer hearing from uh, old Eliphaz. We're not hearing from Bildad the Shuhite. We're not hearing from Zophar. We're hearing from God Almighty. We're, he- we're hearing from El Shaddai. Uh, we are hearing from Yahweh. We're hearing from Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. We're hearing from the God that changes everything today. We're hearing from the omnipotent one. We're hearing from uh, the omnipresent one. We're hearing from the omniscient one. We're hearing from the one that can unscrambled eggs. We're hearing from the one that can change lives. We're hearing from the one that can change us, the one that can take us. Man, I'm wound up, Stephanie. How are you this morning? I'm doing pretty great, Doug. It's good to be with you. Now, are you excited about hearing from God today? I am. Man, I got a place to be. So tell us what's going on with you. Catch us up. People want to know. People are always saying to me, what's going on with Stephanie? So uh, give them the two minute or one minute briefing because we got a lot of God today. What's going on with you? Well, just got back from a ladies conference in Texas and that was a pretty, um, Great time um, getting to see the Lord work. Now, now what church were you in out in Texas, Stephanie? I was at Northside Baptist Church in Queen, Texas, near Fort Hood. Praise God. Man, that's where where my brother Harold Pierce goes to church. That's right. A lot of Army going on. Got myself an Army t-shirt. I was feeling pretty great about that. And I saw the Army t-shirt. Let me just say right now that everybody with the last name of Wesco needs an Army t-shirt that lives in your family. I'm talking about the Stephanie Wesco family. I mean, you guys need to display it because it seems to be in the genetics. It looks good, man. So what else is going on? What else happened at the ladies' conference? Any any insight you want to give us about the ladies' conference? Um, it definitely, the Lord blessed. I felt like it went very well. Yeah. Um, the ladies seemed very encouraged, and that always makes you feel like goal was accomplished. Yeah, and now, now so, do you guys have pillow fights at ladies' conferences or anything like that? No, we try to act civilized. Man, that ruins my whole image of what goes on <laughs> at ladies' conferences. Man, did any dipping for apples, bobbing for apples, anything like that going on? No, no, it was pretty prim and proper. Oh, um, wow. Some skits that were pretty awesome. You know, at ladies' conferences, you do skits on. See, they don't do that at guys' at guys' conferences. They give away a rifle. Nobody does any skits. See, you know? now, now my boys would go for conferences like that, but no, we just they just um, it was fairly low key. They did one family feud game that was pretty awesome to watch, and wow, it was, it was a good it was a good. They get a family feud game at a ladies' conference. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just got to say this right now. This has to be said. I've been wanting to say this for a long time. Ladies' bathrooms smell better. They look better. They're painted earlier. Everything goes good. Ladies' conferences have skits. Ladies' conferences has all these things going on, man. And all we get is burping contests and stuff at men's conferences, man. This is, <laughs> this is messing me up, man. And uh, let, let me just go on record and say that this oh, is bugging me. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, so what, what else, what else do we know about? Okay. So we know you went to the ladies conference. We know you did those types of things. And, uh-huh. uh, uh, and, and, and that's, uh, uh, that's pretty cool. And, uh, so 
so did you meet some good folks out there? Did you uh, make new friends, that kind of thing? Yeah, we definitely um, got to, you know, meet a lot of veterans, but, um, either active duty soldiers' wives, veteran soldiers' wives. Um, so it was a great time to connect um, with ladies in that aspect yeah. um, in the whole military realm. And that was really special. I really appreciated that. And One last um, question. We're all over Job. God's showing up, but this is important. How many ladies showed up for this conference? I believe there was around 170. 170 ladies in the same building. Man, I'm yeah. telling you what. Wow. Praise God. I, I thank God for each and every one of them. Thank God for you going out there. So here we are. We're at Job chapter 38. And... Uh, I'll tell you, so Stephanie went down to Texas with our dear friend Lydia, whom we love and esteem greatly. And uh, Lydia helps out sometimes with the West Coast when they travel as a nanny. And uh, Lydia is a very good friend of, of Stephanie. And, and uh, so I just wanted to put out that. I just wanted to put out that Lydia was there because we love Lydia. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yep, we do. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and her, uh, her mother's great. Her dad's a little weird, but the mother is great, oh, man. Oh, that was wrong. No, no, Steve's a great guy. So here we are. We're in, uh, we're in Job chapter 38 and verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Man, he's in a whirlwind. Have you ever felt like you're in a whirlwind, Stephanie? I mean, you're just, you're stuck in a, in a wind tunnel, man, and, and you're just bouncing off of walls. And, 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 and there's the Lord talking to him. He's, he says he's in a whirlwind. And, uh, you know, sometimes we forget how bad it was, how dark it was, how, how much is going on with Job. And, and, and folks, some of you listening have been in those whirlwinds and some of you listening have been in those dark places. In verse number two, it says, who is this that darkened consoles by words without knowledge? Man, when God talks to you and says, who are you? Oh, no, you're in trouble, man. And it says, gird up now the loins like a man, and I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Now, when God demands of you and tells you you're given an answer, you're given an answer. Uh, God's God. None of us are close to God. we got to stop playing God. You know what I'm sick and tired of, Stephanie? I'm sick and tired of people thinking they're God. Uh, and that, that's what was going on with, uh, uh, with old Eliphaz. That's what was going on with old Bildad. That's what was going on with Zophar. And, and really, in a way, Elihu wasn't a bad guy, uh, but these people were acting like they were some kind of a god, small g, like somehow they, I mean, doesn't that bother you? Yeah, yeah, I think the, there was a lot of pride that had been displayed, and God oh, hates pride. God and hates pride. And I think pride. that's what God's ready to, getting ready to slap. The slap is coming. And uh, uh, where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Now, I don't think there can be a tougher question asked right here, Stephanie. Where were you when I laid, where were you when I made the earth? You know, if you think you know so much, if you're so high and mighty, if you're so great, where were you when I made the earth? I mean, that's a question. How do you answer that question, Stephanie? I think it leaves you speechless. That's where I'm at. Who hath laid the measures thereof, and thou knowest, or who have stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut up the sea with the doors when it brake forth, as if it had an issue out of the womb? When I made the cloud of the garment, 
thereof in the thick darkness of swaddle and band for it, and break up for it by decree, place, and set bars and doors, and said, Here hither shall thou come, but no further, and here shall thy proud waves be stayed. Hast thou commanded the morning since the days, and has caused the day spring to show his place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth, that the wicked might be shaken out of it? It is turned as clay to the seal, and they stand as a garment. And from the wicked their light is withholden, and their high arms shall be broken. Has thou not entered into the springs of the sea? Has thou not walked in the search of the death? Have the gates of death been opened upon thee? Or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? Has thou perceived the breath of the earth? Declare if thou knowest all. Where is the way where light dwelleth? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof? That thou shouldest take it to bound thereof, and that shouldest know the pass of the house thereof. Knowest thou it? Because thou has been, uh, thou was then born, or because the number of the days is great. Has thou entered into the treasures of the snow? Has thou seen the treasures of the hail, which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war? By what way is the light parted, which scattereth the east wind upon the earth? Who hath divided a watercourse for overflowing of waters, or a way for lightning of thunder? to cause it to rain on the earth where no man is, or the wilderness wherein there is no man, to satisfy the desolate and waste ground, and to cause the bud of the tender herb to spring forth. Hath the rain a father, or hath begotten the drops of dew? Out of whose womb came the ice? And when the hoary frost of heaven, who hath gendered it? The waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. Canest thou bind the sweet influences of the Pleiades, or loose the bands of Orion? Canest thou bring forth Mazareth in his season, or can thou guide Arcturus, and I know I said that wrong, Arcturus, with his sons? Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Can thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? Can thou lift up thy voice to the clouds, and the abundance of the waters may cover thee? Can thou send lightness that they may go? And say unto thee, here, the, here we are. Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts? And who hath given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds in wisdom? Or who can stay the bottles of heaven? When the dust groweth into hardness, and the clods cleave fast together, will thou hunt the prey for the lion? Or fill the appetite of the young lions? When thou couch in their dens, and abide in the covert lie in wait, who provideth for the raven his food? When his young ones cry unto God, they wander for the lack of meat. Stephanie, he keeps on asking questions that there's only one answer for. Do you know what the answer to that question is? God. God. Now here is God speaking to Job. And, and Stephanie and I were just talking. I said to Stephanie, I said, how many times did God speak to somebody in the Old Testament? And I I wanted to be prepared to answer this question because I want to talk about a few of those times and I, I want to talk with Stephanie about just happened. So Stephanie, how many times did God talk to someone in the Old Testament? Well, Doug, as I researched it, um, as best as I can come up with, I think we're probably looking at maybe 25 people 
wow. that we know of possibly directly. I mean, we talk about Hebrews, you know, in Hebrews 1 where it talks about that he had talked, that he had in diverse manner spake in the past to the fathers of the prophets. So obviously there's maybe times we don't know about, but, um, you know, we have multiple examples. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and prior you know, to Christ. Wow. And, you know, we were just talking uh, what you could come up with. I uh, For those of you who listen, I, I got yelled at by my friend Wayne Keese the other day and said, I'm always asking you questions that are hard. And Wayne was worried about you. That kind of freaked me out. I got to be honest Aww. with you. Yeah. But listen, Wayne, I never, uh, I didn't do it today. I didn't ask a question. That, Stephanie's always prepared for everything. Uh, oh, God, yeah, right. God has prepared her heart in ways that I can't even fathom. But I mean, anyway, Stephanie, here we are. And you know what I thought of? And you had mentioned this. I, I went back to God speaking to Abraham. I went back to God speaking to Noah. And that was a hard speech he had with Noah. It was a hard speech he had with all them. And, yeah. uh, and, and then, uh, and, and you, know, you know what really I was thinking of today, and I mentioned this to Stephanie just before the, the show today, is, uh, you know, Stephanie, I was coming to the thought, I was thinking of Moses. You remember Moses came up in that mountain. We talked about that. He had to cover himself up. He had to wear a veil. He was too shiny. God had a, God was all over him. I mean, this guy looked like he had, he had just talked to God, man. When you talk to God, you're different. Even when you talk to yeah. God today, by the way, you're different. When you get on your knees and you, you pray out to God, you're different. Uh, when you wake up in the morning and read your Bible, you're different. When you get up in the morning and do your devotion, you're different. Well, Moses was different, man. He was really different. God face to face. People couldn't look him directly in the face. And, and then to continue that, for that to keep going, for that to go on, for that to keep happening. And, and uh, he would go to these tents. And people lived in these tents and they lived out in bad places. And, and, and Moses would get in there, there'd be people in them. And I mean, Moses would be praying. It was set aside. It was like that tree set aside at the Garden of Eden. It was set aside. And, and uh, Moses would go in there and God would talk to him. And, and man, God, and, and then Moses would talk to the people. And you know, that cloud would come right down to the outside of that tent, that tabernacle, that cloud would come right down there. And uh, man, don't we need a cloud coming right down there with us today, Stephanie? And it's yeah. right, it's right in a heart. And, and here's God talking to Job. So Stephanie, what moved you coming right out of the, those first few verses anywhere there in, in 38? What really talked to you today? I think it's honestly, and maybe this was God's intent, but as you read this, God paints a picture of his majesty and of his glory that's honestly overwhelming. Yeah. And leaves you being able to do nothing but cry out with Isaiah, woe is me. Wow. I'm a man of unclean lips. You know, that just that place where you come to that point of, yeah. God, I'm, I'm, I'm not even a speck. Yeah. I don't even deserve to be a speck on your radar. That's right. That's right. And, and you're a great person, but it's just the greatest person in the world is not even a speck in the universe. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and I think you hit that is, is God is so great. He's so enormous. He, you know, his understanding is beyond our, our finite minds, his, his ways. And now, now what moved you coming right out of the shoot there in verses one through three? Were you like me where you just, you had to stop and, and just look at him? I mean, was, did that blow you away when he came right out? I mean, God, I think what hit me, let me say this, Stephanie, this is a better way of asking the question. I think what hit me is, is God didn't come out all flowery and pretty and stuff like that. 
God came right out and and he was God. He acted like God. I mean, did yeah. that did that grab your attention? Yeah, God's demanding respect here. Yeah. And um, a whirlwind. When I think of whirlwind, I think of a tornado. Me too. I think of something that's massive, that's powerful, that's, there's no possible way to control it, you know. And um, I think that was God's intent here yeah. to, to bring Job face to face with, look, Job, I'm God. Yeah. And, and you don't have a, you don't have a right to say I'm not just, you don't have a right to say that I don't do all things well. And Job was given consul. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes that all of us get a little bit too big for our britches and skirts, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and certainly he's telling Job, you know, you got a little bit too big for your britches and skirts. But you know what I love here? I love where it's going with Job. I love that this is going to a place where, where Job gets a real good life. This is going to a place where, uh, you know, Job is returned. I mean, this is, you know, and I know he misses his kids. I mean, you don't lose somebody and, and replace them. And, uh, but I think that, I think there's so much, you know, you know, one of the things that got me is speaking of the foundations of the earth and trying, you know, can, can we even fathom what a foundation of an earth would look like? And so the you know, God's words are beyond anything I can fathom. Uh, you know, he, he's going on and he's talking about, uh, uh, different things and, and constantly talking about the ocean, stopping the ocean and commanding the morning. And, and I mean, just the magnitude of these little statements are absolutely meant for us. Uh, the magnitude is to remind us when we're having a bad day and we're trying to dig ourselves out or when we're stuck in a pit and, uh, and God's reminding us, you know, uh, has thou ever entered into the springs of the sea? Or has thou ever walked in the search of the depth? And, and, and you know, I mean, we can put on snorkeling gear, and I did. I sat in a World War II plane out there and uh, somewhere named Truck or Plow. Uh, I think it was Truck, a little island somewhere off of Guam. And, uh, man, you don't get to walk in the depths. I mean, you have to put weights to get on. I use up an hour's worth of air in like 26 minutes, you know. And God's reminding us that he, he knows all those things. You know, there's a 10-mile deep Marianas Trench right off of Guam. It's 10 miles deep. It's, uh, you know, it's, wow. like, it's more than that. It's like 57,000, 58,000 feet deep. And, uh, and man tries to make these 10-inch uh, thick submarines and these little balls and to pressurize them and to go down to the bottom of the sea and see what it looks like. You know, men have always been trying to figure out the depths of God. And I think that's what God's talking yeah. about here. Men are trying to figure out the depths of God. And, and God's coming right out and he's telling us today, just like he told Job, uh, you know, stop it. You can't do yeah. these things. Have you ever caused it to rain on earth? And no man is, or, or where no man is, or, or in the wilderness, and to satisfy the, the desolate and the waste ground. And, uh, you know, I could make grass grow on waste ground. And... Um, you know, I'm constantly amazed by the different things God's saying here uh, and the application there that's involved with this. This is some pretty big stuff. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, uh, what do we walk away with this? What's the practice? You knew this was coming as we got closer to the end of this. And folks, we're not done with chapter 38. We're just touching it. 
we're going to have to come back and do another podcast. But with this last minute and a half or so, Stephanie, what, what's the practical application for today uh, from Job 38? Well, I think um, the bottom line that it brings me down to is the fact that my God is God. Yeah. And that if he can do the innumerable, I mean, God's barely scratching the surface in this chapter of all he can do. He is. Of what he controls, of what he holds in place. If my God can do all of this, then I. I can trust him. Yeah. And if he can, you know, I love in Matthew where he talks about seeing the sparrow that falls to the ground, knowing the number of hairs on our head. That's the God we know. That's the God, you know, we, we have the privilege as um, new Testament believers of having that God, his spirit live within us as his children. And we have a privilege Job didn't have. And that is that we can, we are given access to the throne of grace yeah. to come boldly in our time of need. We have an access that Job did not have there, there you the go. same way. That's right. And that's what I come away with is my God is so big and so awesome. And if I really believe that he can do all the things he says he can do in this chapter, but he's given me access to come boldly before him, I'm a fool not to take advantage of that and to bring my request to him. Well, and I, let him know who I am because he already knows me. Yeah. And I can pour my heart out to him. And we don't need to go to the tent with Moses. Uh, that, that's the, right. The, God is in a heart. No, that's great. And, you know, you know, Stephanie, I guess in a, in a further level of application here, I mean, what would you say to that person who's in a pit right now that's in, that's in that terrible place that's in that, you know, uh, you've been in that pit. What would you say? What, how would you apply Job 38 to that person, that guy or that gal that's in a pit right now? Well, I think when I look at this chapter, God is always is asking Job a bunch of questions. And there'll be a section of verses that starts out with, who is this? Mm. Or who can number? Or who hath put? Yeah. All of those kinds of questions. Which of you? Divided. Yeah. Like, yes, like the, all of those kinds of questions, but he always is asking the who question. And it takes me to Romans eight. Oh yeah. Um, because there's a Romans there's a Romans eight ends with a who question and it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Yeah. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And that verse sums out everything Job was going through. And verse thirty seven of Romans eight says, Nay, in all these things We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, Mm. which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's, that's where I go to someone who is in that middle of that pit is remember that nothing can separate you from the power and the love of God, the God who created the world, the God who holds everything in its place, that keeps the universe that is more, you know, more vast than we can even begin to comprehend with our finite minds. He cares for you and nothing can separate you from his love. 
Wow. Wow. No. And, and you know, folks, we need to remember that. And that's, that's perfect. That's, that's right where we need to end today. We need to remember uh, that nothing can take us from God's hand. N none of these pits, none of these, this misery, none of these bad places, none of these terrible things that can't take us from the hand of God. And, and friends, if, if you're in the midst of something, if your life is upside down, uh, you know, God, God's got you. He's got you in the palm of his hand in those deep, dark days and those crazy days and those crying times and those terrible times. And God's got you. Uh, the great comforter. Hey, listen, we love you folks. And uh, listen real careful to what we got to tell you about salvation today. It's very important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks, he will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com dot com.